guys, welcome back to Classy with a Shot of Chaos. I'm Alexis again, and I got a special guest today. She is a therapist and mental health advocate. It is, and she's a hairstylist too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Kyla Thompson. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How good, are you? Good, good, good. good. <laughs> I'm really excited um, to interview her. Like I see a lot of her you know, late, uh, lately achievements that you've had thank lately. You. And I want to say congratulations thank on you. graduating. Ooh, thank you. I'm yes. almost, I, I'll say I'm almost there. I'm finishing up internship right now. Oh, okay. So next month I'll officially be done with everything. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, but thank you. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, you're pretty much there. At that yes. Point, you know? yes. 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 And she's a therapist and she's very inspirational in your page that you post too mm -hmm. about like um, mental health and awareness and stuff. And um, I also saw your children's book too. Yes. <laughs> which I'm going to get into in a minute. But I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you. Um, so like what led you to want to get into therapy okay. and your passion for it? Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing hair for 23 years. Uh -huh. um, Dang. Yes. I got my license when I graduated high school. Okay. So um, I was one of those people that just wanted to get out of school and have mm -hmm. a day. Mm -hmm. It was not like a thing like, oh, I used to do hair when I was little. No, I just yeah. wanted to get out and have a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pandemic happened. Like I had, I moved here in Indianapolis, uh, 2010, mm -hmm. um, working for the school system. Summer came. Oh, so you're like, not from here. I'm from Fort Wayne. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah, not too far, but yeah, I'm from Fort okay, Wayne. Okay. That's yeah. not far at all. Uh -uh, no. Okay. Summertime came. And so then I end up like, either I got to go back to Fort Wayne mm -hmm. or I need to figure out how to do hair. Yeah. Here. Um, because I didn't want anybody to know I did hair. I was like, that. I wasn't oh, trying did? to do it. I didn't want to do hair. No. I was like. I had two young daughters, and I'm like, I need to make money. Mm -hmm. So my thought it's like was- like fast cash. What do I need to do Yes. Right now? And mm -hmm. so um, anyway, went to any old shop, started my process of doing hair, built up an excellent clientele. Yeah, okay. Pandemic hit. I, and I broke. Boom. I broke. I broke. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was hustling. Like this mm -hmm. is what I do. Yeah. This is why, you know, you see me write books. Um, I, I know how to make money, but it was like pandemic came. And when I had to sit down, it was like, I cannot, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Forever. Like, yeah. I love doing hair, but I don't want to sit here and have to bank my life on somebody else's coins, you yeah. know, even though I have this amazing clientele. Um, so I'm thinking, like, what can I do with the skill set that I have? What yeah. do I enjoy doing? You know, praying about it and stuff, too. Um, and I landed on, I love to talk to people mm. about their stuff. And people just did that. Because I used to ask my mom, people would come to my salon. I'm like, mom, they, they just tell me anything. And everything, it's like, I don't know what to do with it because it would weigh on me at first. And, um, you know, finally I started praying about it and uh, I, I didn't carry it with me. But so when the pandemic came, I'm thinking like, what's my skill set? There, okay, maybe I'll go back to school then. Um, and so I started applying. Mm -hmm. I applied for a couple schools I didn't get in, <laughs> you know, um, and then I applied for one more. As almost like a last minute, like, oh, yeah. And I got in. I'm like, this is what I meant to do. Mm -hmm. This is what this is what I meant to do. But I will be fully transparent and honest that when I got into the program, though, I got so um, in my own head about it because my thought for so long was I'm just a hairstylist. Oh, so it's like holding yourself back, right? It's like holding your potential back. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people do that. Like mm -hmm. they put their self in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Until you, you know, yeah. reach for it. And so I got into that space in this academic world and I felt like they're, they're using these words and saying these things. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it for me, it was like corporate and then 
uh, entrepreneur. You know what I mean? And with me doing hair, it's like I can just fully be myself all day long. Yeah. But as I went through school, I got um, a fellowship with the National Board for Certified Counselors. Mm -hmm. um, it just took for a lot of people to pour into me and tell me, be your authentic mm -hmm. self. Who you are every day, show up like that. And the more I did that and got comfortable with Kyla, who's behind the chair, mm -hmm. was the better I was able to build rapport with clients in the in my sessions. Yes, and that right. showed we had to do videos and that showed in in my videos. And I got lots of praise from my professors and other people about how authentic I was and how I was able to build my rapport with my clientele um in the sessions. Yeah, because yeah. like one thing my dad said is it's hard to be somebody else, you know? Absolutely. It's hard <laughs> to be somebody else. And I Absolutely. feel like you have the most success when you are yourself. Absolutely. You know? But I think so many people are afraid of that because one Sometimes we're afraid of our own potential or we don't even know what yeah. it is, right? Other people see it, but like, we're like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. what? Um, but then it's just, like you said, we put ourselves in these boxes. It's like, no, but I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to get comfortable in that. And as we get older, too, it becomes harder. I think for some people, it becomes harder. For some people, it's more freeing. Mm -hmm. I think as I get older, it's like, shh. Let me take all this stuff off for y'all. Yeah. yeah. I told you I was looking homeless yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yes. Take all this off for you. No lashes. No nothing. No nothing. No. Yeah. Um, what's the Sarah Roberts? She took her wig off. Did you yes, see that? Yes. And yes. everybody else was yes, like, like yes. and so I was watching it. I didn't have a wig at the time, but I got my old wig and started yes. wrapping it around too. But it is but, green. You know, yeah. when you just be. Just yeah. be comfortable and yeah. just being yourself. Yeah. So. And with that too, with your passion, how was the school journey? Like, I know you said Ooh. that you went from doing hair to going to school. How's that structure like, like getting back to I that? I cried. I cried mm. every week. I promise you, I'm not joking. I, every week, the mm. first semester, mm. I cried. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. Like, what am I doing? And I think it was 38 when I started school. I got yeah, two, I'm 38. I am. I just turned 40. I got a 21 year old yes. and a 16 year old. Yes. So I'm like, what am I doing now? Going back to school, making these changes. I knew I could do it, but it was just trying to juggle everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the journey I will tell you was amazing. Mm -hmm. I think there's no way a person can go to school for therapy, especially. And not come out like not do any kind of work on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I already was on this process. Like I've been to therapy myself, um, doing my own healing or whatever and going through my own journey. But it made me like really reflect on things and kind of dig a little deeper. Yeah. So the process. Um, and then as I achieved some things, uh, it made me feel really good. It was really like... Um, validating you know i think people mm. need validation regardless mm. yeah and sure. um i have a lot of confidence you know in myself now but uh a lot of self-awareness too yeah a lot of self-awareness yeah so it's it's been a journey but thank you god it's almost over mm. yeah yeah but you overcame a lot and i feel like that's where your strength absolutely for people when you overcome it absolutely. but for me at the time i don't want to do it like at the school like you know you don't want to do it like something hard right mm -hmm. then and there but you appreciate it later on mm -hmm. it's rewarding type of thing well my mindset was um and and i tell my daughters this too you think about things in the the time frame it takes so either two years from now i could have been sitting right there where i was in the pandemic trying to figure it out like mm -hmm. how i'm gonna make some money how many how much what am i gonna do next right trying to find the next hustle or two years from now i can have this degree and be on to my next phase of life. And here I am. And I told Spooky, I said, you cannot say to me, oh my God, that was so fast. No, it was not. So, you know, <laughs> okay. but, but <laughs> I'm saying though, like if you're willing to put the work in and look at it as this short increment of time 
And now I got the rest of my life to live to build. To right? do what you want to so do. Perspective. Your, yeah. That's it. Perspective. Yeah. Like if you work hard for, I think I saw one year, would you rather party or do whatever you want to do that whole year or something or work hard that one year and be set for the rest of your life? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. it really comes down to the choice. But um, with the therapist thing, I know you said you carried a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that leads <laughs> me to the next one because of the like self-love, self-journey. I feel like it's popular you know, in mm -hmm. social media, people mm -hmm. to say it, but like, what does that really mean? Or what does that look like in self-awareness too? Cause I feel like okay. with boundaries, people don't mm -hmm. know for themselves, relationships, friendships, family, yeah. like, can you talk about that? Yeah. It's a lot of, um, what is it like, uh, the, the little key words that be, you know, people just get attached to these words. Self-love. Self-love. Self yes. Self I heard it's called, my friend says like pipe pop. Pop psychology or something where they're diagnosing themselves and all type of stuff. Which you shouldn't because listen, yeah. I've died many times on Google <laughs> because I'm a Google doctor. Yeah, you know I mean? like, me too. I'm about to die. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it's the same thing with like, this is why. So yes, there is a, a journey you can go on by yourself. Get all the self-help books, do all these things or whatever. But I think there comes a time that it's important to bring somebody else along with you. So a professional, you know, um, who can help you to to guide you through mm -hmm. the process. Um, so th that's where self-awareness, okay? Uh, self-awareness and self-love go hand in hand because how can we be truly self-aware if you don't have self-love? So I'm gonna explain okay. what I mean by that. Okay. Because, so for me, um, self-love is the same thing as self-compassion. Um, where it's being gentle with yourself and being mm -hmm. able to accept yourself as you are, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to self-awareness, you know, my three things for self-awareness is willingness, mm -hmm. reflection, and then um, honesty. If you are um, gentle with yourself, that self-awareness, when it starts, when you start to develop that and you increase it, it mm -hmm. won't be so like, you won't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. But some people, they start to... Um, you know, become self-aware and then a trigger comes along and then you fall back into a reaction that you may have had before. Like a trauma response type of thing. Then you like, okay. oh my God, I shouldn't have did that. Oh my mm -hmm. God, I'm so stupid. It... Mm -mm. But self-love, being gentle with yourself, you're just like, you know what? Okay, so let me reflect on what really just happened here. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't go to these settings. I, I reacted this time, it's okay. It's, it's just caring for being just so talking to yourself as you would talk to a friend. Yeah. Like, girl, yeah. it's okay. You know what? Just don't go there no more. You know, they're raggedy. Like, don't you know? So it's really like being gentle. With, I use a lot of humor for myself. Um, one of my therapists pointed that out to me. She said, you laugh a lot. You mm -hmm. laugh a lot and you, you compartmentalize things. So we'll talk about something serious. You'll cry, but then you start laughing. And that's just, I know a lot of, I have a couple other clients that are like that too. Um, that is one of my responses to trauma. But I also just, I don't take things so serious anymore, you know. Um, I try to find the humor in everything. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I feel like when you are more gentle with yourself, you can accept when, because th this is not like a, a linear process. It's not, I'm on this road of healing and I'm going to be perfect. Yeah. No, you know, God always throws a test in there. Yeah. Like, let me see how you're acting. This, this situation yeah. here. <laughs> so that's what it comes down to. And so self-awareness, like I said, this it's a willingness. So a willingness to be able to really go inward. Uh -huh. You have to be willing to do that. That's probably hard for people because that's scary. You know, you got to start with yourself. It's like confronting like the stuff, like the issues. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary, right? Yeah. Because you have to surrender to yourself. And that is like, ceasing to resist so i have to surrender to myself and allow myself to go inward 
and start really reflecting in. So willingness to reflection, reflecting on past situations that hurt me, that mm-hmm. really hurt me and not just being in the space of I'm the victim here. Oh, you just hit it. You hit it. You hit it. Because a lot of people, I think it's harder, right, with self-accountability. Like, Mm -hmm. I hear that thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how are you really doing it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being honest. So that's where honesty, you see see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So willingness, um, reflection, and then honesty. So that's where they all come together in this little bowl, right, to create true self-awareness that, one, when I'm self-aware, I'm not going to put myself in certain situations around certain people. That's just because you know you shouldn't even be there. Yeah, this is yeah. one thing I've learned because yeah. I, you learn how. Okay, one time it, this is the trigger, right? This sets me off when I'm with this person or when I'm at this place. Yeah. Second time I go back, ooh, it happens again. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Third time, oh, we're not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna allow myself to spend this amount of time with you because mm-hmm. I know, you know, I, I remember things that happened, and I don't want to put myself in a position to respond in a way that. That's gonna take me somewhere I don't want to go yeah. again, right? Yeah. So that's what self awareness is. And it is again, it's a process. Um, it takes time to to build, to work on, but it takes that self love, um, and that's a part of self love is that I'm not gonna put myself in position. So control my controllables. Mm-hmm. That is myself and my surroundings. Mm-hmm. That's that. So does that go hand in hand with boundaries too? You would yes. say that kind of goes with yes. the, with all the... these things like go together. It's, yeah, it's amazing, and that's why I say like. It is a journey. I know some people are like, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of healing, right? But yeah. it's so if you don't again change your perspective and the way you look at things, mm-hmm. um, it's just a journey to becoming your best self. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay. Let's change the word for that. It's just a journey to becoming your best self, and we're constantly, as long as you got breath in your body, something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Some things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Situations. Um, you may be a new person today. You wake up. I want to. Be this person, you yeah. know, and so it's, it's learning how to navigate. So, yes, but boundaries, um, boundaries are not just for other people. For yourself, too. Boundaries are for yourself yeah. as well. So, yeah, when you are self-aware, you know that, you know, maybe I shouldn't go shopping right after I just got in an argument with somebody. I'm so mad and then go spend You just want to release from it. Right. I, mean, I spent $300 I shouldn't have spent. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, it's... Um, that then is like, what can I do then? What yeah. can I do? Maybe it. I need to brain dump and journal. Maybe I need to, I'm going to start running. I'm going to go running to get this energy out instead of spending this money that's going to mess up my finances. And then here I am being depressed and upset about mm-hmm. that. It's like this domino effect. So when you become yeah. self-aware, it's like, I'm not going to do these things that just further keep this cycle going. Because it doesn't really heal it or help it. But it's like it's a immediate band-aid. gratification. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a band-aid. band-aid. It's a band-aid. band-aid. <laughs> it's a band-aid. Yeah. But um yeah, with that, with the like boundaries, kind of what I want to talk about next is the narcissism. Do you hear that thrown around a lot? Because I feel like narcissists, if you're a narcissist, you're like, that's all always... another buzzword. Yes. Another, people learn these words, it's like, oh, I'm gonna run with that one. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna run with it. But no, that's a real thing. And and that's the thing. Can you talk about that? Because I know a lot, um, like I've known a guy before and my friends who felt like they've dealt with narcissists and it's like similar tendencies I've mm-hmm. seen. Like um one of my friends like he wanted to move her out mm-hmm. like far away from family or support system mm-hmm. so like moving out it was like things i saw online that i'm like yeah mm-hmm. and then also like how i saw they like to attract empaths i don't mm-hmm. know what that empath like narcissist balance is um can you talk about that and 
All that. So one, um, they're very critical. Very okay. critical. So they they will analyze you, break you down, be criti- mm-hmm. criticize you to death, but won't do it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't do it to oh, themselves. Yes. Yes. Um, they lack humility. So these people, um, they brag. They're very arrogant. You know, it's they boasting, chest out, puffed up. You mm-hmm. know, um, they're dominating. So that's where that control comes in. Mm-hmm. Where. Um, I don't want to call it, but it's kind of like bully. Like you're like a bully, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty much when I saw bully. Yeah. yeah. So it's they want to control everything and everybody around them, um, and it, and it seems like very influential. Like when I say that, it could be good or bad, right? They they influence others, but they prey on those who are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They prey, and then the last one is that um, they are the victim in any situation. Yeah, they are the victim. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. You know, uh, that accountability piece does not exist. Yeah. It is, you did this. You maybe If you wouldn't have did that, I wouldn't have did this. If yeah. You, come on, Cause gas. And come on, gaslighting. Right? Know, right? Come, come on, gaslighting. Gas. Gas. You gaslighting. Yeah, yes, yes. So, um, narcissist is, so you have your empath. Empath, and I consider myself an empath, is somebody who's really in tune with people. Um, I, but see, this is my thing about when they say empaths and narcissists attract, I don't believe it. I feel like narcissists prey on the vulnerable mm. and yes you can have some empaths who are very vulnerable but and i, I don't want to use the term weak um but i feel like more so not self-aware this yeah. is why this all comes together right because i was a person who um very giving very you know uh open and, and wanting to help you know, and heal everybody else and nurture, right? Um, and here I am in a situation with a narcissist. And, but there were things that were still like broken in me. So this is what I mean, praying on like the weak and the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I was in the weak space. I was vulnerable. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I was at a place where I didn't feel like I was enough. So when yeah. you are unhealed and when you have... um work that you still need to do for yourself this is why singleness is a thing like people need to really sit and being single and Ooh, when i say sit and being single sit yeah. and being single and really working on themselves so they can be a complete and not waiting to connect with somebody to oh you make me so whole i'm so happy happiness is fleeting you know what i mean yes like yes. you you yeah. have to really come to a peace with yourself and so yes people who have not done their work on themselves to know who they are, that's how you attract those narcissists who will prey on you. And they wanna they wanna control you and do this and that. But I mean that's a whole other conversation to have about attachment. Attachment is real because that comes from um parenting and stuff too, how you are mm-hmm. parented mm-hmm. and how your attachment style is. Um I'm about to give you a whole like lesson on everything. No, it makes but, sense. But, yeah. but it's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, narcissists, man, it's and I can't, I hate to say that sometimes it's like, can a narcissist be helped? Well, that's what I was going to ask you is, is that like a mental condition? Can they be healed or can they be like changed? Because I feel like, like I said, my friend who I've known for years uh-huh. um, has been with one for years, like years, like okay. 12 years. or And I think they always, she always had hope that he would like change, but he always kind of did that same cycle, like build you up and kind of take you yep. to that place of happiness. Like, oh, it's kind of fake almost. Yep. And then lets you down again. It just keeps repeating. Yes, it's a cycle. So, so do I think that a narcissist can change? Yeah, but the hardest thing is that a narcissist has to 
be willing to admit that they're a narcissist, right? Yeah. That is the hard thing for somebody to do is to admit. So if you have somebody who lacks humility, who, um, you know, is always the victim, how do you get them to a place to realize, like, what you're doing is unhealthy or you are the problem or what could you do differently? Um, but I, I have hope for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. that... It's possible, maybe, but for the people who are involved with a narcissist, that's where they have to do the work and like be courageous to be able to step out of that and leave. That's the word courage. Courage, yeah. Yeah, because um, I feel like it, it takes a lot of strength to do that. Mm -hmm. And like how you said, like with the narcissist, they have to admit it. I know narcissists, they admit it, but then they don't change. Oh, I'll change, but they don't change. And then with the courage thing, how do you feel about um, people that like, you know, the boy cried wolf thing? Mm -hmm. Like how they say, okay, I want to get out of this. And you as a loved one or a sister or mm -hmm. a cousin goes and tries to get them out of it. And you get there and they're like, oh, no, it's not that bad. What is that? It's not that bad. Like they're trying to convince themselves like it's not that bad. So... At that point, kind of what I was going to ask you, are you coping with, are they just going to cope through the relationship? How do they get out of that, out of, of that type of relationship? Uh, people have to want to do it on their own. Like you can't, nobody can make right. you do something, mm -hmm. right? So how do, I, I really can't, there's no guide to how you get out of that. Yeah. You know, honestly, it really takes, I think, asking yourself some tough questions. Why am I allowing this? Mm -hmm. What does this say about me? That I'm allowing myself to stay connected to this type of person who yeah. makes me feel this way, who makes me, who treats me this way. Yeah. Those are hard questions to ask yourself. Like, what does that say about how I feel about myself? Mm, yeah. So yeah. for me, I did have to go through that. What am, What does this say about myself? What is it about me that I'm allowing myself to be connected? Because I've had enough bad situationships or whatever you want to call them, right? And... um but what does that say about how I feel about myself? Mm -hmm. And when people realize, I think, or especially women, when they realize their worth and their value yeah, and are able to identify some broken areas in their life and really be willing to do the work in there, then that's when you start to come out like, mm-mm. Mm -mm. I'm not taking this. I don't anymore. like this. Yeah. You know, so I actually had to ask the client before. Um, I was like, you know, what do you want at this situation? Well, I want to leave. Okay, you want to leave who? So I had to say his name. I want to leave such and yeah. such. Okay, so what comes along with such and such? So I'm writing on the board. She says sadness. I'll draw a line. Sadness. Hurt. Okay. Um, confusion. Then I said, okay, so I want to leave sadness, hurt, and confusion. But every time you invite him back over and he says, I'm on my way. So you on your way with hurt, sadness, sadness. Confusion. confusion. That's what you invited back in? Yeah. So it's like yeah. you really have to sit with yourself mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it's these aha. But I'm telling you, like conversations like this that I had before I even got into a therapy room, I would have with my clients in my chair. Yes. Like, man. Yeah. So, so a lot, lot of me, um, I would say, say connecting the dots about like, me working with clients helps to give me some ahas about myself. I learned a lot about myself and really in my situation. It's not that bad and I can move forward in it. Um, but yeah, it takes a willingness, a willingness to even do that part of it and to be open to it. And it's still a struggle. Like I'm learning this stuff every day. I just tell somebody I realize how resistant I am to everything. Mm -hmm. My, no, no, because I have to be sure that I can control 
this. But then I had to reflect on where did that come from? And why you need that sense of control. Yeah. Where does that come from? It yeah. came from me being a single parent. It came from some yeah. situations that happened to me when I was younger that I didn't have control of, but I have control of this now, mm -hmm. you know? So it, we constantly got some work to do, you know? Yes. That's it. That's it. We're always learning. Right? Always learning. learning. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And learning too about yourself. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw on your Instagram, mm -hmm. that's how I wanted to get into that. Like the picture, it was like a hand. Uh-huh. And it oh, was yeah. like the hand coming out the water. That, it just spoke volumes to me. Yes. Uh -huh. And I think when I posted it, I was going through a little, I can't remember what was going on, but it was something I was feeling because that's how I was feeling. I think between school, I was a relationship. Um, it was, you know, my children finding it. Oh my gosh, because that's another thing with school. Like my finances went like, bloop. Okay. <laughs> I'm a semester. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like this is crazy. But, um, it's piling on all this stuff yeah. and that's how I really felt like I'm just trying to survive and reach for anything for me it was if you can't reach to anything I'm gonna hold my hand up high and reach for God like Ooh, I yeah. am reaching for God because I need I need you mm -hmm. I need you because there was nothing else I could do in that moment yeah. and so um yeah I think people are drowning in a lot and not saying nothing a lot of people, you know, we, we do all this. We, it's like we, silent battles too, right? A lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. So we get made up. We go out here. Yeah. We live in our best life. We post our pictures. And then we go home like about to die mm -hmm. because there's so much weight on us. And um, this is why it's important for us to have conversations, stuff like this. Yeah. Um, have a person that you really can be real with mm -hmm. that who can, who you can let know um, when I'm not doing well, I might retreat back. And you might not hear from me for a few days, but I probably might need somebody to come check on me. Yes, like that silent friend or like the strong friend that don't say nothing mm -hmm. or the person that, like you said, always laughs. Mm -hmm. But that laugh don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. Like you don't mean that I'm like, like all is well. Right. Yeah. Right. All is well in the world. Like, <laughs> I'm drowning at home. You just don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So that's what that was for me. I, I love art, though. I love mm -hmm. art, and I think art speaks value. I'm a creative, too. but mm -hmm. um, And I love, so that's why I love expressive arts therapy. I do that a lot with my clients. Oh, you do? It's oh, so yeah. fun. Yes, I just love drawing and doing stuff. But mm -hmm. that one right there, it spoke volumes to me. And uh, the woman who made it, I'm like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. But she she does has a lot of art that is like um, mental health focused as okay. well too. So okay. check her out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I will. Yeah. So with the drowning thing, like, can you talk a little bit more? How do people not drown? You know, get back on land. For using that analogy from depression, anxiety, yep. um, a lot a lot of people got um, grieving going on with losing yes. people too. Yes. So um, being real with your capacity. Mm -hmm. That was for me. I literally took a paper plate and had to draw like how much I have on my plate mm -hmm. and oh, seeing where do I need creative. to cut back from. Yeah. And I don't know where I got that from, but I did it for my expressive arts class. Um, and I draw all these things that I have on my plate and realize like something has to give mm -hmm. because if not, I'm not going to make it, you know? Um, and you know, I think people have to also, and this is like, in our community especially, but suicide ideation is so real. Not saying that um, there's intent behind it, but some people are sitting here like, if I just wasn't here, if I just yeah. didn't have this to do. But then, you know, and that's a real thing for me I've, I've had before, suicide ideation. Yeah. But then I have to think of, well, who would take care of my daughters and what would they do to them yeah. if I'm not here? And it's all because these momentary things, these things 
that really we do have control of. We think we don't have any control, but we yeah. do. And sometimes, like, I'll just use my case. Maybe if I'm just real about, I'm taking too many classes. I was taking, like, <laughs> I had to take, like, an extra class because um, I had to take a prereq class that whatever and so um i end up taking one extra class each semester yeah um but then also being realistic like with my time i'm still trying to do i was trying to still do hair and making sure i had money to pay stuff so it was like what 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 do i have to let go of or do i need to reach out to people and that pride can get Ooh, you yeah that yeah. pride to be like Mm-mm, don't tell nobody you're struggling mm-hmm. don't being vulnerable with somebody yeah that's hard yeah. it's yeah. very hard and it's hard especially um for somebody like me whoever's out there who is like um used to just making things happen mm-hmm. and then to have to rely on somebody else it's like yeah i hate mm-hmm. asking for help very humble oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. but but and that's why i thank god I, I, I constantly every day wake up like god thank you one for just it's another day on this earth but um being humble like mm, that's it's just it's something right yeah. but then I, it's also beautiful to see who's really there for you and who, who yeah. will show up and sometimes you. that kind of hurts more for me and my like uh, yeah it hurts because you think some people will be, yeah, but um, no, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And then I also have to uh, keep in mind space and grace. Some people, the weight of their stuff they have, like they maybe they have something that they can't, like on them, that means they can't show up for me the way mm-hmm. I need them to. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep that in mind too. Um, but I'm still working progress. <laughs> so like showing up, like what you just said, like how people are different. Mm-hmm. How do you show up for someone? Like I saw like another interview um, with like Charlemagne and he was talking about how do you show up people for people that have grief? Because mm-hmm. like some people don't know what to do. Like, do I keep calling you? Do I show up with flowers every day or do you want your space? But then you give them too much space. You don't want them to feel like you're yes. not supporting them. Yes. That's a hard one. That's hard for me because... Um, I'm a person who some people say, Kyla, people say things to you, you don't flinch. Because one thing I know is absolute, people are going to die. You know what I mean? That's how we're cold to hear somebody say it, but people are going to die. And sometimes um, you get a little warning and their health just declines, but yeah. sometimes it's instant. Yeah. Um, I will say I don't have that experience of instant death. I also don't have that experience of losing like a parent, um, yeah. a child, a sibling, you know, but... Um, grief looks different for everybody. Yeah. Some people may bounce right back and be okay. Um, but then three years from now, they're downhill, you know? Yeah. So it's not, they have these stages of grief and it's not, you go one, two, three, four, you might go one, four, three, five, two, one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you might go back and forth. Yeah. Um. So how do you show up for somebody? The best thing I can say is, what do you need? How can I, how can I help you? Or what do you need from me? Yeah. Um, I am the person who sends those, you know, my condolences text. Um, but I try to ask people what they need. And some people don't even know. Some people are, I don't know. It's just different. Yeah. I think it's different what, what your relationship is with somebody also. Yeah. Um, but that's a tricky one. Because like sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. What's yeah. the best thing to do? So I really just ask what somebody needs. Um Send flowers, give a gift card for a yeah. meal, but just try to really be there. And if somebody just says they need space, respect that. Yeah. I think sometimes it's really selfish for people to be like, 
well, I'm gonna come over anyway. And I'm like, no, if somebody yeah. needs space, yeah. give them their space. I think within reason, like, again, depending on your relationship, mm-hmm. if you guys are close and you're like, I need space, like, okay, well, I'll check back with you in a couple of days. Yeah. Something, because I don't want to just leave somebody hanging there and I don't know what's going on in your yeah. head. So. And maybe they're not really like saying it or something. Yeah. And now, one thing I try to do too, since I have them, like, provide resources. Yeah. Any resources I can for somebody. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned God and like God getting you through and stuff. Um, and kind of going back with the drowning picture, like mm-hmm. your caption and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Because I really like when you put in inspirational and spiritual, you know, uh-huh. stuff with that. At the end part where you're like, I love you, but God loves you the most. Oh, oh, yeah. I tell um, you this all the time. <laughs> yes. Can you just like talk about that? Like, um, do you talk about that with your clients or? I say that to people sometimes. I think they think I'm joking, but I'm so for real. Mm-hmm. Like I do, I love everybody. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing. I don't have to like you. God requires me to love you. And I do, I love people. Yeah. Um, but God loves you the most. Mm-hmm. God loves us so much that he's He's got us. You know, he's got you. And so I want people to remember that. Like sometimes people are like, you know, you should go tell somebody you love them today because they probably didn't hear if they didn't hear it. Yeah. I hope people remember that God does love you. Like, like loves you you know mm-hmm. what I mean and I just do again I reflect back on my life and like connect these dots and it's like oh yeah he's had me you mm-hmm. know I joke with everybody but I'm so for real like I'm in God's top one percent because things do just work out I've had to have friends remind me like Kyla like no matter what you go through, two kids, college, you're young, like things just work out for you and finally I had to look back and like Good looking now. Okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, good looking now. But it does, like, yeah. And I think if you go in there with a the mindset, like, go through life with that mindset that God's got me. Mm-hmm. These things are going to work out. And even if it doesn't, the thing is, like, you have to understand and really mean it when you say, um, God has me and it's going to work out. That means I may have this idea of yeah. how I want it to be. But if it doesn't turn out this way, I'll be okay. And I know it's for my good. Yes, because he works out everything for your good God. Yeah, yeah. But some people, they are so hung up on, it has to happen this way and look like this. Uh No, my mate has to come, you know, looking like this, this tall, doing this, having this job, living here. But where did you leave God in it? Where did you leave room for him to come here and do Mm -hmm. this thing? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes he's going to wow you like, whoa. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know that. Did I know? I knew I could do this. Um, therapy, you know, and transitioning. Did I know it was going to be like this? No. Because the response I've gotten from other people and even opportunities while in school, even the fellowship that I got, because I finished my undergrad, it took me seven years. Mm -hmm. I had my oldest daughter when I was 19, a sophomore in college over Christmas break, went back to school. Had my youngest when I was um, 23, my senior year. It was the second semester of my you know, the second week of the second semester of my senior year, uh-huh. had her, I think I came back a week later, finally graduated with a 2.3 GPA. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I'm like, I ain't that smart. Like they told me like, oh God, I ain't that smart. I just winged it through school. I did what I had to do. Yeah. So for me to get into grad school and then master that thing, like did my master thing, it. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and not just the, the grades, but like, I just really put my all into it and the things that came. So when I applied for the fellowship and got that, it's just like, man, God, 
You showed out. Really? Yes. You showed out. Because I, I had no, I, I didn't think that I could, I didn't know, you mm -hmm. know. So um, I do believe in myself, but I believe in him even more. Like, who? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is good. <laughs> but like like you said, letting go of your own will. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, let my, not my will, God, but yours. That surrender. Yeah. Man, surrendering so much is important. Yeah. And that's the thing that, um, I don't know. I just blow myself away too. Cause I'm like, growth is amazing, but also sometimes it's like, dang, I grew up. Like, you know, yeah. but, but it's amazing to think of my mindset now to my mindset, even like I said, two years ago. Um, but that surrender, when you truly surrender and like they say, you know, you can grip onto something so tight, but if you open your hand up to receive mm -hmm. the things that can be put into your life, like it's awesome. Yes. Like, I hope people can see me and, like, see, like, this is real. The, the the unfortunate thing is, like, people will look at you and they look at your A and your Z. But forget all what happened in between, yeah. right? So you ain't see me, like, struggling through, you know? Yeah. You ain't see me when I did X, Y, and Z. You They forget about that. So I hope that people really have seen and I, I pray that I can remain very transparent and humble with people. Yeah. I don't mind sharing these parts of my life with, with people yeah. of the struggle and what happened. I'm yeah. a person who you ask me, be sure you're ready for the story I'm about to tell. Because mm -hmm. you're going to tell it. I do with my truth, kids yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, okay, what we asking these yeah. questions. Here we go. You know, because I don't want <laughs> to give a false perception of people. It's a shame people already look at people and like assume like, oh, she looked like this and she probably stuck up. She probably got it together. She did that. Somebody told me, I thought you was a lawyer. I was like, where did you get that from? You know what I mean? Like, well, you come to church all dressed up and then I'm like, I just like to get dressed. Yeah. You know? But no, I'm out here slinging hair and just trying to do good. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that's the render piece. It's, it's, it is a lot to take mm -hmm. in. Um, how do you feel about um like with the surrender of it um surrender of the unknown sometimes that's scary it's i think that's scary. like i know it's, it's like yeah you'll get you know like you said you've accomplished so much that you wouldn't even know two years ago but just like that uncertainty like that brief period i'm here like, right now that's yeah. how i feel right now yeah like even coming here um when you reached out to me i'm like Oh wow, how she find me? Like how she wow, this is neat, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and then as I've had people reach out to me about other opportunities coming up, it's still like, man, what's about to happen? Like it it's it's almost I don't wanna say this is scary, but it's like I'm kinda ready, but kinda I guess a little anxious too. Um, am I gonna be able to meet with people or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's just yeah. it is a little nerve wracking. I think Anybody who goes to something like, I got this. I ain't saying like they super arrogant, but I mean. Everybody got that nervousness. Yeah, though, you got that, that little like, tinge of like, mm, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying, stuff is just scary, but you got to do it. Mm -hmm. You just got to do it. Like, all right. Okay. We're going to jump. Just jump and take that yeah, leap and see. Coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Because <laughs> that'll be bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to yeah. jump. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Just jump it. Because again, if you don't, like, look, had I not entered into school, I would have still been sitting where I was at two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so here I am now, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And jump and take that leap because, um, I don't know if you heard this, but like, you know, if you do all you can and let God do the rest. Mm, that's a good one. You know? I like that. Um, you never know what can happen. That's true. Like my favorite one is Jeremiah 29, 11, uh -huh. you know, for I have plans for you, plans for you to succeed mm -hmm. and not to fail. Mm -hmm. Like that stuck with me. I've been seeing that a lot this year mm -hmm. too. So, but it's, it is that scary piece. Like, I don't know what's going on, you know? 
Yeah. Um, but you have to believe in that too. Yeah. And that right there is like a, it's, it's about choice. So the power of choice, you have a choice to believe it or not, but you have to believe in that. Yeah. In order to really see it come to pass, you can be, can't be like, God, okay, um, you said you can do these things, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not sure what's going on. So yeah, you got to really yeah. believe in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And patience, I think, too. Ooh. Because watch what you pray for because boy, I pray for patience and the things God put me through to like let's see how patient you are, you know. It's still a work in progress. Yeah. But patient, yeah. All these all these buzzwords you're throwing out here. Um but yeah, so speaking of that, like you said, you're not sure, but what do you see like in your future coming up mm. and anything else you're working on? And like I said, I saw that you had the children's book. Yes. I really like that. Yes, thank you. That. I did that one. Um what made me do it? Because well, so that is the sixth book I think I've done. Oh, okay. I had my first book. Well, my first story got published when I was in high school in tenth grade, which oh, they turned wow. into a play. Okay. Which I ended up trying out for. I got the lead. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, um, and then I met a client. He one of my first clients when I moved here. Here clients, um, and she had a a publishing company and encouraged me to publish another book mm -hmm. and. I did under a pen name and it, it did well, you know, yeah, um, and so I published a couple for other people. So this handwriting book, I'm like, what can I do? This is again, another thing of survive. I was in survival mode. I need mm -hmm. to survive. I need to make some money. So what can I do mm -hmm. to make some more money? I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I can write a book. What kind of book? And that's where I came up with the idea of doing the, um, say it loud affirmation, ABCs mm -hmm. and handwriting practice. So, um, I want to do a cursive one though also because oh, okay. these kids don't know cursive. I don't know why. Because they were on the apps and like, mm. you know, iPads. Yes. yes. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> but um, I actually did have a school. They purchased 500 copies and I was trying to did get they? they? Did. Congratulations. Thank you. And then um, we're selling them in uh, at the expo and some other places. Um, yeah. So I want to do some more writing. Mm -hmm. I am. I just started working on something else. I said, and I, I talked to God about this a while ago. And I'm like, God, I would love to start writing again, but I don't feel like I have the time mm -hmm. or the capacity for it right now or the yeah. inspiration for it. And um, now that things are starting to kind of calm down, I'm really starting to, I've had quite a few people, but one professor especially said to me, Kyla, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but you know, once school is over, just kind of pause because I'm the person who will jump from, all I know is go, 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 yeah. go, go. Cause I'm surviving. I was so used to living in survival yeah. mode that I'm just thinking of the, I've got a product line. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, so I said, I'm going to take some time and pause um, and really be strategic about what I'm going to do moving forward. So I see for myself, yeah, writing some more, um, doing some workshops. I got some coming up. Okay. Um, I want to do more speaking engagements. I don't know that I want a private practice right now. Okay. I have been, um, one of my internship sites, Courageous Healing, they're out of Fort Wayne. Okay. Um, they're a culturally competent, um, trauma-informed practice. So people that look like us um, and just here to make it like comfortable for us to come into these rooms mm -hmm. and have these conversations. So I'm actually, they already brought me on as a therapist. And okay. so right now I do virtual therapy with them, but I will be um, their first therapist here in Indianapolis. They're trying to open up oh, an office. Wow. I don't think they tried. Okay. They are opening up an office here in Indianapolis. Okay. So I don't know that I want to do um, private practice for myself, you know, yet, but just, uh, I'm going to still do hair too. Cause I love hair. Okay. I just realized that my clients were scared too. They're like, are you going to stop doing hair? I'm like, yeah, probably didn't. As I, like, I do therapy certain days and I do hair certain days, 
it's like a break for me. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy Like, I love my clients, though, too. Really? So, yeah. yeah. They're family. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you do hair. So you are, are you accepting new clients for hair? Kind of. No. <laughs> no. So no. Not at this moment, kinda. no. And yeah. I don't know what that's, well, I mean, it's summertime, so like a raise and stuff, I yeah. will, but... But afraid. but if you do get your private practice, that'd be nice it to see be. too. Well, because I, I asked myself now, I was like kind of brainstorming, like what would I want it to look like and mm-hmm. how. Um, I do want to find a way to integrate hair mm-hmm. and therapy because that and that's one thing I'm working on is um, meeting people where where they are, mm-hmm. especially us. You know, mm-hmm. we I've had so many people just let everything out in my chair. You know, like I mean, it's a therapy session the right there. Crying, really? Know? Oh. Come in the door crying, mm-hmm. falling to the floor, like, so you want to get your hair done or are we going to talk? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what so, both this yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, it's been so much healing happening in that space mm-hmm. and clients constantly tell me how comfortable they feel there. Uh-huh. So I want to find a way to kind of, you know, marry the two. Okay. And I've, I've seen some things done, but I have an idea of something I'm working on. My brain yeah. is always ticking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, any yeah. like last like thoughts you like you want to say to anybody else like watching? Um, no, not really. I mean, you know, I just I really pray that people again find a way to be comfortable and find the courage mm-hmm. to seek help if they need to. Um and kindness costs nothing. Be kind to people. Yeah. Give people grace because people are out here really still, even though we're, what, three years outside of the pandemic, like, struggling. Still, it's a lot of stuff still Still struggling. Yeah. It's still things happening out here in the world. Um, and I, I pray regularly that people just walk in love. So yeah. I love and light to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's real. That's real. Like, when I say I love you, I love you. Um, and, and I do wish you love and light. I want everybody to come out here and... Um, shine and just feel loved and know mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. and, and really seek connection with a higher power yes yes okay seek connection with a higher power thank you and then like my shirt says know you're worthy yes yeah i like that i yeah, want that shirt. yeah I, yes somewhere in chicago i can't tell you where it was okay. a street, street oh okay it was <laughs> no but i like that yeah, like worthiness you. and knowing you're enough and that, that's why i got you know you are enough because, yes yeah you know that's important yeah. to know that's you know? a big one yeah yep, so. but thank you so much for joining thank us you. Thank on the classy shot of chaos thank yeah. you again have a good day